Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna J. White, and I am so glad to be here today on What About This? This is your destination to hear amazing real-life stories from real-life people that are passionate about their lives, love, and business. This is 15 minutes of real talk about real things with real people. So today I'm going to talk to you about three of my clients that actually email me something to talk about. So one of the clients said to me, I want to know, my question to them was, what are you struggling with? What's the number one thing that you're struggling with in your life? Well, the first comment that I received was mental and emotional balance while dealing with a chronic illness with no cure. Now, I don't profess to know about a chronic illness with no cure because I have not experienced it. But what I can tell you, I, I do have a condition that has to be challenged or is a challenge, but I have to change my diet and I have to monitor it all the time. So it's something I always have to be conscious of and be concerned about so that I can feel good. So how do you find balance in a chronic illness or even something like cancer, how do you, you know, create that balance? Is balance and chronic illness even, could it be an oxymoron? Um, it all depends on your outlook and perspective. The first thing you need to understand is that when you're dealing with chronic illness or cancer or condition within your body, you are playing a completely different game that you were dealing with before in your life. For me, I could eat anything. I used to eat what I wanted, when I wanted, and it was great. Then all of a sudden when I started getting having seizures behind eating gluten and and, and having seizures doing eating things that had MSG, I had to have a total different outlook. So I'll use an analogy like in football, let's say, because I love football. Okay, and I'll give you a point like this. So let's use the, the football team who only knew football, right? Football players, they usually, some just focus on football, some have other sports that they go and play, but this particular team only knows football. And only and they only played in a football field. And suddenly some large hand comes down from the sky, picks them up, and places them on a tennis court. With this change came no warning, no time to learn tennis, different boundary lines rules that are unfamiliar, along with a complete and total shock. So this is, what like, this is what it's like to have a chronic illness or cancer or something that you have to change your lifestyle or illness within your body. This is what it's like. So everyone is, is affected, you know, your family, you more so than your family, and You've taken out of this familiar place, and now you're in, in this completely unfamiliar place. So life becomes very quickly a different thing. 
It becomes different questions. It becomes different um, ideas. It becomes different outlooks. It becomes different. Yeah, there's prescription bottles around the room. There's different medications, different ways to eat. Um, and you're visiting the, the hospital or doctors more often than not. It brings up fear of the unknown. And that paints itself across the faces of all the players in this game. They're fearful. So reflecting back on my own life in the last seven years, um, dealing with, you know, my... Um, digestive tract issues, it was very life-threatening to me because I was in a lot of pain, and it was very difficult for me to kind of understand, and I always had to really think, is it worth eating this and then being sick for the next three days or out of, out of whack for the next three days and, and having to have stomach aches and pains and headaches, and is it worth it, you know, and... To me, I had to have a whole different outlook. I had to have a whole different host of friends. I had to have a whole different talk with myself. Because the best way of saving my life was to change my life. That's what the best thing was. It was I had to, to get wrap my head around that this tsunami in my life, these symptoms that was happening to me, had to be absolutely taken out. So I had to change the way I thought. This, this put me in a crisis. And like the football team that I just spoke about, they were in a different playing field. So when we're in crisis and we're off balance, it looks like we don't know what we're doing. But we know all the rules, but we just don't know where we're playing. We know there's rules, but we just don't know where we're playing. We know there are boundaries, but we just don't know where we're playing. We're, we have all the information, we just have to categorize it differently now. So how do we do that? Because we're so overwhelmed with, you know, all the problems of what's going on. But now we have to find a new route. We're exhausted and we have to find a new route. And my spiritual connection, and I'm not talking about religious connection. I'm talking about my spiritual connection to what I call my, my God, my universe. I had to make things different. I had to change things. So what I did was I started finding out what is it to me that really means something to me? What am I missing in my life that I need to draw closer to, that I need to be more accurate with? What is it that I needed to connect with? See, a lot of times, spiritually, we think about a church, a building, 
you know, um, doing something for somebody, becoming a ministry. We think about all of that stuff. We never realize that we're a ministry. We never realize our families are ministry. We never realize that things that we touch in our lives with our hands, our children, are all ministry. And we are that missing piece sometimes in that ministry. See, we always think that, oh, well, we have to be so, you know, in church and church and we have to be there in front and we have to be there. Well, little do you know or you should know that people sit in the church with the same conditions and people die as well. And it's just not, not to say anything wrong about it, but it's a fact. When we struggle like this and we, we don't navigate through it, spiritually or otherwise, we succumb to it. So in my spiritual life, I began to mend relationships um, and I began to mend my relationship with myself first and then mend relationships outside of me, like fractured relationships with my mother, with my children, with my friends, in my marriage. I began to mend things like that. So I began that way. Then I began to pray. Now, I know we all have our ideas of prayer, but prayer is not for everyone else. It's so, it's so amazing that we get it conflicted. Prayer is a, 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 a conversation within yourself. Prayer is a conversation about yourself. It's not about anyone else. It's actually allowing you to draw nearer to what you're really supposed to be doing. So that, that it's really supposed to be talking about your crisis with yourself. You know, that one-on-one -on -one with the spiritual knowledge you're supposed to have. And also talking about the struggles that you have with your fear, your doubt, your inadequacies, your financial pressures, your special care. All of that is something that needs to be said with the wisdom of prayer, with the strength of prayer, with the faith of prayer, and with the provision and stamina of prayer. Meaning that it doesn't come from the external, but it comes from within. And no matter how hard you scream, yell, and um, vocalized prayer. It's not for the vocal, it's for the internal. So mask up, balance up on your spiritual. The next is the emotional. Your emotions run high during health crisis. I know mine did. I was in a panic and, and, and I didn't know what to do. So I was, you know, going back and forth to the doctors. And I, sometimes I even asked people, which I shouldn't have done, but I did, you know, what to do. But I'm really going back to my own story to say that I had to start, start listening to the trustworthy friends. I had enormous, a lot of uh, blessings around me, and I had to pay attention th to them around me. And that's what was the most important. Emotional support, um, you know, getting around people who are positive, Getting around people who are true and real, not real troublemakers, but real, genuine. I won't even use the word genuine. Who have your, your fears and your problems in forefront and will speak life to that. That will give you strength to that. And that don't 
add unhealthy or st other stuff to it and and have friends and family that you can unload on and truly get out some of the emotions that's that's involved in having a chronic illness. It's almost like that football team knew that they were going to lose already and they decided not to play. Because you're you think that's a loss, you decide not to play when getting every moment out of every moment before that that time comes, you don't. So pushing in your emotional uh, part of your life is paramount. Yes, I realize you're frightened. I realize that um, you're, 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 you've been thrown a curveball, but be assured, those people that are there in your life, your mother, your father, if you have them, your sisters or your brothers, if you trust them, your friends, if they care for you, all those that people that support you, and even worthy friends that are in support groups, if they support you, talk about the emotional part of it. It's okay to process that. It's okay to go through it. It's okay. I know that there's a couple things that, um, you know, psychiatrists and counselors do with children with role play with, with um, toys. I know when, um, when I was going through therapy with, um, with um, childhood sexual abuse survivors, we had role play. What would you say to your disease? I would say, what would you say to your, per your, your perpetrator? You know, that's how you would do it. You would, what would you say to that perpetrating disease in your body? Talk about how you feel to that, that thing and get it out of you. Because the more that stays in, inside suppresses you, the more that you're not going to be able to have the strength and emotional fortitude to move forward. The next thing is physical. Besides of whatever is going on, life still moves on. It still moves right on. The grass and the shrubs grow, the trees and the, I mean the trees and, and the weeds still grow, the sun and the moon still come up and go down. So everything keeps going on. Your bills, the errands you have to run, school-related issues, everything, your children growing, your parents getting older, everything still moves along. This is a huge opportunity for you to come together alongside the family, for you to change physically. You know, um, sometimes you don't feel like it. Like, I know I didn't feel like it. Sometimes to get up and, and exercise or get my physical body into gear, but... I know with the wisdom along the way, I knew that food was part of the, the, the physical problems, issues that I was having. I would get a new food regimen, and that helped my, me physically to start to exercise just a little bit more, helped me to exercise, well, actually a lot more. And even if I could only do 10 minutes versus my 30 or my 40, I still got up and did something physical. But keeping your strength and your immune, your immune system strong, it's imperative. You know, it's not always easy. 
I know that it's it's hard to know your end and it's not the end but one thing I do know that in, if you're living in the moment when the times that you're feeling well you'll get more out of life it's almost like if you give in you sign that sign the bottom with your blood that you have said this is it nothing can be done and this is how it's going to be so you're trimming your life and you're cutting your schedule I implore you to get the most out of your life by balancing you know um, holistically get into something find your balance while dealing with chronic illness cancer or illness within your body that sometimes renders you you know on unable to do any work, unable to go to school, un unable to be part of the family. Stay in the moment. You know, that's so imperative. When I was speaking to my grandson over this past weekend, we went out and he was thinking, I said, what are you thinking about? He said, I'm thinking about my game that I'm playing with my friends. I said, but you're in the moment now. You're missing the trees, the grass, the water and everything. And he looked at me and I said, did you see what, see the horse next to the car the other um, a few minutes ago, he said, no. I said, you missed it. And then he, he, look, he looked at me like a light bulb went off in his head. So I say to you, find your balance while dealing with this. This is Edna J. White on What About This. Bye for now.